Larry this morning. Been good already, hasn't it? Yeah. I tell you, I enjoy good singing and I enjoy good fellowship. Yes. I tell you, John said we would not have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is not with John, but with the Father, with the Son, Jesus Christ. That's where our fellowship is. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. I believe that fellowship is 60% of worship. I really do, because it's because of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that's in each one of us, that we have fellowship. It's with the Spirit, in the Spirit. So how, how good a worship can you have? I mean, you've got God in you. You don't have to pray like some of these prayers. Almighty God, come down today. My God, he's everywhere. He's in you to save. You don't have to get him to come down. He's in every one of us that are saved. Paul said, if, you, if, if any man be without the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You're not saved. You've got the Spirit of Christ in you. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 4. Let me, let me get right up the sound here. I've got, uh, boy, I tell you, I've got a little bit excited about here. This scene. And uh, the good uh, good uh, presence of the Lord is available right now. Yes. Yes. If you need to get any work done with heaven today, the Lord's presence is here. Right. And he'll take care of it here at the altar. Amen. Well, you need to get saved or you need to get some new insight into the Word of God. I pray about that too. I pray about that every day. Give me more insight. Right. You can't get too much insight into the Word of God. Right. You, can get, you can get a lot more than a lot of people even try to get. And it's there. And for the asking, he said, you have not because you ask not. So learn to ask God for the things that really count and that really bring honor and glory to the Savior. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you once again for another time that we come out to the house of God for worship in spirit and in truth. And we pray, oh God, today that you'd use this unworthy preacher once again. Make me a blessing to yourself and a burden to the devil. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask it. Amen. amen. And amen. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and look at verse 6 in your Bible. 2 Timothy, well, yeah, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's just start reading verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee, before, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. And doctrine. For the time will come. Hey, by the way, it's already come. It's here. Yeah. It's time's for here. I tell you. Yeah. Paul said, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's here. But after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He's depicting himself as an offering, as a sacrifice to the Lord. He said, I'm ready to be offered. Amen. And he said, the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. You couldn't ask for anything better than that in a Christian or a preacher's life to be able to say that. Be able to testify to that fact that they've been living for the Lord and what they've done is for the Lord and they've done what they can do to make a difference in eternity. I wonder today, are you Christians, have you done what you can do to make a difference in eternity today? Amen? It could be today. We could be, we could be, we could be flowing out here today, I'm telling you. Right. It can happen. I can give you a lot of scripture on that. I can. 
And we can be, and I'm not talking about the tribulation, but by the way, I believe as soon as we're taken out, the tribulation will set in. Yeah. And because of the judgment on the water, of the water, the judgment of the fire that fell on Sodom, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And I believe we're going to be going out as soon as that happens. Amen. God shut the door. And we're going to go out now. What happened with Noah? God shut the door. He was in the yard. He shut the doors. Come on in and bring your family in here, uh, Noah. And then the Bible says God shut the door. Buddy, you couldn't open that thing up with an atom bomb. No, I guarantee you, you couldn't open that. And you know they would open it. They know that had people scratching on it, beating on it, crying. And wouldn't you have been doing it to get in? But they couldn't let them in, man. Family, no doubt family, aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces, wanted to get in, but they couldn't let them in. They hadn't been saved yet. They hadn't put their faith and trust in the ark. Now, that ark was a type of Christ. Now, boy, I'm going to preach on that, it looks like. The Lord's going to have to be preaching on that this morning. But that ark's type of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, went at the top so he could get your eyes on heaven. Get your eyes on heaven, all the world, because it's going to be coated with dead carcasses because the flood covered the mountains of wrath. Amen. And what a, well, boy. And then that, that you know, that, that tar that Noah built that ark, he built that ark of specification from heaven, from the Lord. He tarred it, pitched that tar within and without. That's type of the blood of Christ. Amen. But we got on the outside and the inside. Amen. Yeah. And see, he got it cut yeah. uh, from the body of Christ today yeah. and going to glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What a blessing that is. Amen. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, I believe the Lord's going to call us out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah. It could be today. I'm about you, boy. I'm ready yeah. and yes. ready to go. Yeah. I am ready and ready to go to heaven. Oh, I trust. I want to tell you something. You can't have that kind of a hope within you unless you get saved. Right. That's right. That's right. It'll be just as dull as a frog to you until you get saved. That's right. And once you get saved, and God opens your eyes and gives you a new spirit and a new soul, then you can listen to the Word of God and gain some insight into the Word of God and you'll be happy. In the old song, rock and roll song back years ago in the 50s, apparently, home when you're a wife, that will not always do it. I've seen a lot of pretty women and handsome men that get married, they get saved in no time. But buddy, when you get Jesus in your heart, Amen. Uh, you'll be happy from now on. You'll have happiness and joy that you never had before. Huh? Amen. Am I right, brother? Amen. I'm exactly right on it, brother. I love to tell people about the Lord, what he is in my life. Amen. We're looking, we're looking at that one uh, portion there of the scripture. The time of my departure is at hand. That's my text and my title for today here in First Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Amen. Uh, uh, there in John 17 verse 4 he said uh, I, uh, Jesus said I have glorified thee on the earth I have uh, finished the work which thou gavest me to do Jesus talking to the Father Amen. And that's, our job, that's our job right there if you get saved you've got a job to do God, God, God will give you exactly what he wants you to do it might not be as glamorous and as glorious as what he might give somebody else Amen. by the way those uh, jobs uh, that have a lot of glory in them, honey, there's a lot of work that goes with them. Mm -hmm. right. A lot of sacrifice and suffering that goes with them. I'm telling you there is a lot of it. So just let God pick yours out and let me settle with that. Yeah. Don't try to pick it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. I tell young preachers, don't, don't, don't try to go out and preach on your own. It ain't going to work. You'll fall flat on your face. Yeah. Right. If God hasn't called you, you're not going to be using unless God calls you. I don't agree with some of these pastors. You don't have to have a call and just volunteer. I don't agree with that. You can volunteer for service, but not for the uh, pulpit and podium. God has to call. Amen. Amen. How can they preach except they're sent? That's a calling for a preacher. There's three calling for a man of God. There's three you're called to get saved. 
uh, you're called uh, you're called to uh, uh, to be a preacher, and then you're called to be the, for a place to preach. You might be on the mission field, might be in evangelism, might be a pastor. For I'm concerned, pastoring is the biggest deal. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I had a guy arguing with me out here a while back, and he's uh, talking about churches. I said, won't you get you a church pastor? He uh, does work in jailhouses and schools and stuff. He said, you couldn't run me far enough to give me a church. I said, I don't like you talking about church like that. Mm -hmm. I pastor a church. And who in the dick do you think is keeping you right now? Right. Matter of fact, I have to support him too. Right. right. I said, the church, you didn't have the church to lean on, you wouldn't be we didn't have your God. Am I right? God works in the church. Amen. Works through the church. Amen. I don't like that kind of talk. I don't. The songwriter wrote, We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. Then we'll be gathered home. That's right. You remember back during World War II? I studied the war. A lot of my daddy was with MacArthur, and he was one of my heroes. Up to the time he died. And I remember MacArthur in command during the Korean War, but the guy you were in the Korean War. He was, in, he was in command then. Harry Truman had him fired later on, and that was a big mistake. They let him go the way he wanted to go. We wouldn't have had nothing to deal with today. He'd have cleaned it all up. I read his autobiography. I know what he was going to do. Amen? But anyway, MacArthur, uh, and during World War II, he was there in, on the uh, Philippine Islands, and he was in command there, all that. And, uh, and I think it was Truman and Secretary of War, whatever. They had ordered him to leave there and go to Australia and to form an army, build an army there, to work in that area there because Japan was sure, surely uh, to come in on Australia. And they wanted to have that army ready there. So they, uh, they sent MacArthur there in a little, little uh, PT boat, got sunk on him while they were going over there. And when he got there, he made a speech when the train stopped. He got out and said, I came through and I shall return. But he did. Return he did. He went back, buddy. I mean, he cleaned up. He cleaned up all that mess over in, in the South Pacific. Yep. MacArthur did. He was a great general. Wouldn't the God we had some generals like that today? Amen. Wouldn't the God we had some backbone in our army? And, and they, I'm not talking about such uh, crews as the SEALs, special forces. I'm not talking about that. But we got some some people today in way of high command today uh, that are not doing their job. Right. We're being shaken right now. They were, yes, sir, right. and they're tied in with crooks and liars and. Gangsters and everything in the world in our government today. Isn't it sad? Yeah. It's a truth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I tell you, they better get it done. And we're going to have a departure for long. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're not going to have a lot more time. God's in all this. We know that. Yeah. God's got his hand on America. Yeah, I sir. believe that. Right. I believe America has been shot a long time ago. I don't think it would uh, climb to the glory that it's in right now. And the biggest it is right now if they hadn't been such a friend of Israel. Right. I really don't. He said he had blessed them that blesses Israel and cursed them that curses Israel. God said, so I, you, you can do what you want to with that. And I believe long as we're helping Israel, standing up for Israel, God's going to take care of us. That's what I believe. And I said there's two things, Terry, it's going to happen. I've got two, I've got down two things. Number one, God's going to take us out of here. Or God's going to shake it up for a little while and give us a little stay. Hey, I don't know how long, but I believe that's what's going to happen, Brother Gal. I really do. So the things that are happening right now, the signs that Jesus gave his disciples, amen. So we're very close, we're very close to them rapture of the church. Amen. 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 Anyway, I wrote a little poem here. Gathered home some bright sunny day, gathered up there to meet the Savior, and, we'll, and I'm with loved ones who have been there ever so long, uh, there to enjoy the sweet by and by, to live forever and never, ever die. Won't that be good? I'm going to have to see another coffin. 
not having to go into another funeral home, not having to look at another graveyard. That's, that's gone, yeah. buddy. We're not going to have this flesh like we have it now. We'll have a better body. Oh, my God, yes, we'll have a beautiful body, glorified body, like the glorified body of Jesus. Amen. But we don't have all these feelings. I heard a gospel been preaching the other day. He said, oh, somewhere in heaven. I don't know what they're going to do. He said, said them Calvinists are going to get up there. And then those who are not, uh, not in Calvinism, mix up in Calvinism, they're going to be arguing everything. That won't help heaven a bit. I start standing up and say, you know, you have done me. Do you think we're going to go up there in this argument of the body we're in now? It will be no such thing like that. Heaven, we're going to have a body made like Jesus' yeah. body. It's going to be a perfect, beautiful body. A body that will withstand the yes. ages to come. Yes. Never grow old. Right. Never grow old. Never grow old. In a land where we'll never grow old. Oh, my God, I look forward to that. Look forward to my departure. Yes. And has got two sons. It was just today that he wants to call me out of here. My wife and children, grandchildren, will get along without me for a while. Amen. It'll be a little while, Brother McGowan. will be up there. Oh, Sister McGowan's up there, and she knows. She said, hey, I wish I knew exactly what I know right now. It must be a little while he'll be away from me. He'll be here before long. We'll be here together. All of us will be up there before long. Amen. That's the way you ought to look at it. You can't do that today. You better be thinking about yourself. There's a hell waiting for you. That's right. An endless torment waiting for you. Without Christ. If you're a day and you've been saved, there's an endless torment waiting for you. We sort of want we sort of want to see that happen. No. There's nobody here today. No. We'd rather you all be saved. Amen. If the Lord were to come back, he'd take us all up together. Yeah. And we would leave a person standing back here. Amen. We would judge and sentence to a place of torment, to a lake of fire, forever and ever, Amen. even forever. I wasn't planning on getting into that today, but God was, so let you have that right there. It won't cost you anymore. And what you ain't paying anything, so. Amen. If you give an offering to me, that's the Lord. That's the Lord's work. That's the Lord's work. Amen. Oh, the sweet man and die. Enjoy that forever and never, ever die. Our departure from earth is a promise of God. You know that? Amen. Paul had the same promise we did. Promise of God. That we're going to leave here. We're not going to. What's that old song? This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. Amen. Every one of us got a home up there. Yeah. Waiting for us. We know this earthly house or this tabernacle were dissolved. We have a house eternal in heaven, not made by man, but by God. Amen. Right. That's the house we're going to live in. This is the house we got down here. Down here. It's talking about the body. It's not nothing about a literal building. Talking about the body. We got a body, uh, I call it a walk around body. Now, we're not going to get the resurrection body till resurrection. Amen. So that's got to be just a walk around body. Amen. And I think that Moses and Elijah, when they appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration, were in their walk around body. I do, I really do. I, I believe that they weren't glorified like the Lord. Well, they'd be, they'd be coinciding with the Lord. They'd, they'd be evil with No, it ain't going to happen. He's the glorified one. And, and he's the only one, the Bible says, that's been resurrected. And there won't be anybody resurrected. Resurrected. Not even, uh, uh, not even, uh, you know his name. Uh, that was taken up. Uh, Elijah. 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 Just one, please. You're talking about Enoch? Enoch. Enoch. That's the right pronunciation of that, too. It's not Enoch. It's Enoch. Enoch. Amen. You see, Enoch was taken up by the Lord. In the body. I believe he changed him when he got him on, on the way up there, when he got there. 
But uh, this body here can't go to heaven, not like it is. It can't go on this, in the nature it is right now. No, it can't do it. You don't believe it can, can you? Yeah, no, he's changed all the way up, I tell you. But Enoch was the, was the world. You see, you heard of the astronaut and the cosmonaut in Russia. Enoch was a was not. He's the first was not that was taken up. Amen. He was not. He was not, for God took him to the Bible seat. How in the world I get on that? I like it, though, don't you? Yes. Amen. Amen. That our departure from earth is the promise of God. Then, secondly, our departure can happen and catch us off guard. Don't you think it's good? A lot of people ain't looking for the Lord. A lot of people are not praying for the Lord either. Amen. They're not. They're enjoying this old world. Listen to me now. Keep your eyes on me. They're enjoying this world, this present world we're now living in too much. They don't care anything about that that, that world up there. My God, I do. I look forward to. I'm gonna look forward to the new earth down here too. You that are not saved, you don't understand all that. You come to this church for a while, you understand it. Amen. There's gonna be a new earth. Absolutely. And you you know really, uh, John said he saw. The holy city, New Jerusalem, that's the, that's the abode of the saints. It's 1,500 miles wide, long, and high. That's a big outfit, ain't it? That's about as far from here to Bozeman, Montana. And Bozeman, not probably longer, a little bit farther than that, though. It's a little bit farther than that, maybe. We, we worked out there one year out west. We worked every year out west. We was out there one time working with the church. But anyway, you think about that. And John said he saw it descending, ascending. Uh, descending out of heaven, but, but he didn't say that it stopped or if it settled down on the earth. Really, I think it's, I think it's settled down on the earth. I do. I think it's settled down on the earth. I had a preacher preach on the moon, and he said, I was always fascinated with the moon. Oh, you ever heard that message or not? Boy, it's some message. He said, I was always fascinated with the moon. He was in a camp meeting down in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, we were in. And uh, he said, uh, he said, I'm a mathematician. And college mathematician, and a preacher also, and a pastor, I think, too. He said, I got to studying on that moon. And I, he said, I'm, I love numerology. And I found out that that moon had the same size as the new city of the city of New Jerusalem. The city of New Jerusalem. He said, it's the same size, 1,500 miles. Long, square, and high. Think of that. Think of that. Amen. Uh, that, maybe we've been looking at it for all this time. That's, that's the holy city of New Jerusalem. Hey, you got that spiritual eye to see things of God like that. I don't, nobody's got the spiritual eyes where they can see things that God's got out there. You don't see the angels that are in here right now. I don't believe I've ever had an empty uh, building. I believe the angels feel sorry for me. They feel the fuse up. Make a big congregation, a big audience. Amen? Amen. Think about it. They're encamped round about us, innumerable angels. And they're sent forth to minister to the land that shall be the heirs of salvation. Do you know you have not had three or four angels just on you? Walking with you, help me drive, help me do different things. I believe that. I preached a message on angels here a while back on that. Touched on all that. Amen. Amen. But anyway, our departure could happen to catch us off guard. And then the departure from the earth to heaven above is a prepaid trip by the Savior's precious blood. Amen. I, I'm saying you're not your own, the Bible says. You're bought with the price of Amen. blood of the Lamb that spot your blemish. Amen. Amen. Talking about Jesus. You don't have no business doing anything to yourself. You belong to God. Don't you dare try to push yourself ahead of God. You can't do that and survive as a spiritual person. You've got to let God lead God direct. 
You do that through prayer and faithfulness to the house of God. Faithfulness to preach the word of God. And faithfulness to pray. And have a time of prayer. When you get out of that bed in the morning, before you go to bed at night, you have a, you find you a quarter, always get it on the right side too. Find you a right hand corner, read your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, but get in that right hand corner and get a hold of God. Early in the morning, David said, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you in the promise of old then. I've done that for years and years and years. I get up seven days a week, four, four, between four and six o'clock, but most time around five this morning. And I get along with the Lord after I get showered and cleaned up. And I spend about an hour with the Lord in prayer and I read ten chapters of the Bible every morning. Every morning, seven days a week. That's why I got a touch of God on me. Amen. That's why a lot of them got they got to read everything they preach. They don't have anything in here or in here. So they can't preach. All they do is read your message. How many of y'all agree with that? Amen. I'm, I'm sick of it. I mean, just stand in front of reading everything. Now they got these tablets and they read it all on the computer. Right. Amen. And you see, they, they don't have to worry about writing anything that way. It's not as not much work to it. They may just carry it around on a, on, a, on a computer. I don't do that. I'm a pen and pencil man, a paper man. I'm going to remain that way till I die. Amen. I asked Billy Goolsbury not long before he died. I said, Brother Billy, do you use that computer? Yeah. I said, pen, pen and pencil? Yes. That's what I use my own. Amen. I, I've been doing it, Brother Gunner, since I was called to preach. Amen. My outlines, I've got boxes of them at home in my study. Amen. But I learned a long time ago that I don't belong to myself. I belong to God. And then sometimes there's some things that I, I really don't, I really don't desire to do it. But after I've done it, so I'm glad I did. So that's God, you know. Yeah. You say, well, I don't know about that. Somebody might say, well, that church over there, I feel like God wants me to take it. My God, they don't pay hard anything. You better not look at the pastor like that. Mm-hmm. That's not right. No. Wilbur Hurt told me one time. He said, uh, he said that he had, he had, he had a he run about 250 people in the Indianapolis area. And he said that they, they were into a $150,000 building program. And the other thing was just great guns. And said that three men come to see me. And they said, Brother Hurt, we want you to come and try out for our church. We're a pulpit committee. And he said, well, I don't want to leave here. They said, well, let's wait and see what God says. Would you come and just preach for us? He said, I'll be there. So he did. He said, and then it made his mind. He wasn't going over. They run 35, he said. He's running 250. And so you can't go with that, honey. God knows our church. Jesus said there's two or more gathered in my name. There in mine in the midst of that. And he just had 12 in this church. Amen. And Wilbur said, my God, he got on me. Finally, I got so all tore up. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go get me a room down in the motel. I'm going to stay there a few days and just pray. And get along with God. He said, I've got to go out of my mind. Finally, I said, okay, Lord, that's what you want. I'll go. Within a year's time, he was two or three hundred people in that church. Mm-hmm. It got bigger than the other church. That's how God works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many blessings have been robbed by us of the Lord that God really wanted to use us, and we just refused to? You know what you do when you do that is this one answer that you're walking in your flesh. Right. He said, "Walk not in your flesh, and you will not fulfill the lust. You walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of flesh." Right. So walking in the spirit's the way we're going to do it. Amen. I got to hurry for one time here. Right. Anyway, I said the departure from the earth to heaven above is a prepaid trip by the Savior's precious blood. Now let me give you the first spoil of message. Number one, to everyone there's a time to depart from earth below. Mm-hmm. It's written in the Bible so that all might know. No excuse. 
Amen. We got the we got departure, haven't we? We just read it there, Paul. He said, My departure's in hand. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave out of here. Amen. 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 Praise God. I tell you, mine's going to come. Brother McGowan, yours will come. Terry, yours will come. All anybody here today that's going to come. And you're going to die whether you're saved or not. But you better hope and pray to God. God's speaking to you today. You learn you obey the Lord. Yes. You do what He wants you to do. If you need to get saved today, all you need to do, honey, is step out that aisle and turn from your sinful way of thinking and do it. And put your eyes on Jesus and put your faith in His shed blood, Calvary's cross, ask Him to save you and He'll save you. You'll know it. And you'll show it. Yes. A lot of people say they know it, but they don't show it. How can you know it if you don't show it? And how can you show it if you don't know it? Amen. These things we have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know. That you may know. Amen. Amen. If you're saved, you know. Right. right. Amen. Amen. You know that I'm a preacher of God. You know when I'm preaching the truth. If you're saved, you get your mind on what I'm saying. It's going to do something for you today. Are you listening to me? Amen. Amen. Oh, boy. Amen. Job 7, verse 1. Is there not an appointed time, Job said, uh, uh, to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hireling? Mm -hmm. That's just an employee. A hireling? Yeah. Now, I've got two things of that right there in, in researching that this morning at home. A hireling is a hard hand. A hard hand is glad when his job is done. Amen. You never worked in the tobacco patch. You don't know what I'm talking about. And you got down there, you all got the cotton, heavy cotton. But baby, we I, I grew up in the tobacco patch. You talking about hard work, man. God hit hard. And then also, that hard hand is anxious for a payday. It says here, are not his days also like the days in the heart? Talk about you, right? Amen. We're 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 tired. Amen. We're ready to go home. And so we're looking for that payday too. Oh, RG Lee, preach that great message. Payday someday. Amen. Well, we're going to have one one day. We're going to have a payday. God's going to give us a reward. Amen. At the judgment seat of Christ, he said, everybody get a reward, whether it be good or bad. What you've been doing. Oh, yeah, those Christians going to be there, going to be ashamed. Saved always by fire, by the skin of their teeth, the prophet said. Yep. And he said, you'll get a reward, whether it be good or bad. Every person will get a reward. Amen. I'm looking forward to that reward. Amen. It's a, it's a, I'm sure I'll get a crown. Go crown. I'm not going to work. I'm going to give it to Jesus. Everybody will. Yeah. It's in the Bible. It's prophesied. We'll cast them to his feet. Yep. Well, they are worthy, oh God. Yep. We'll cast those crowns that we get. Uh, the soul winner's crown, for instance. Uh, uh, you cast them. You say, preacher, do you believe they're, they're silver? No, I believe they're gold. I believe they're gold, buddy. Gold is a type of righteousness and holiness and godliness. Gold is. Amen. I love studying on gold in the Bible. Just like I love studying on the right hand. I read something yesterday that I was not hitting for when I read that scripture on Jacob when he died. Right before he died, somebody told Joseph, said, you better get away to your daddy. He's about dead. He's dying. He's got his three boys, one of them named Manasseh. I'm going to keep your mind on Manasseh. Now, he's the one God's going to use. He got over there, and uh, he told each one of them what he's going to do with their life and everything. And then he, said, he took his hand, his right hand, and laid it on the head of Manasseh. Joseph, no, no, Daddy, no. No, that's not the one. He said, don't tell me that's not the one. See, that right hand was what designated the one that God was going to use greatly. That right hand. That right hand! Remember what he did when he told the disciples they'd been out all night fishing and he caught a little bluegill. They caught nothing. They had a chug in her. 
And he said, hey, he said, throw your net on the right-hand side. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Throw it on the right-hand side. The Bible says their net got so full of fish on some the boat. Yeah. When, he, when, he, when he gave up the ghost, the Spirit went to heaven and took the blood up there. Amen. That's what he did. He didn't go down to the heart of the earth when he died first. He couldn't. He couldn't, he couldn't get anything done there. The atonement hadn't been made yet. Right. He hadn't been getting atonement to get that much out of there. Yep. They, they were safe down there, but they weren't saved yet. Yep. When Jesus got up there and made that atonement, that blood atonement, yeah. Father, I've got the blood. Boy, he had that blood to the Father, and he forgave all sins. Those people down there, hey, amen, they got saved. Jesus took them out of there. No longer were they there. Who uh, right out Isaiah said hell has been enlarged itself. And all that became hell, paradise and, and non-paradise became hell, suffering wise. Amen. Oh, what a Savior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a blessing it is. Amen. To know that uh, our days are like the days of a hireling. And then number two, this departure we read written in the Bible. Assures us we will all be held liable. Every one of us can be held liable. Amen. Like I said a while ago, all human beings will be held liable. We're going to have something different than the rest of them. We're his children. He's going to take care of his children. Amen. Amen. God loves his children. Amen. Jesus loves the body of Christ. Amen. Loves the body of Christ. Amen. We'll all be held liable. Remember that. We need to really serve God. The coming days ahead. Amen. This finish this new year, this old year up. We've never seen anything go by so quick. That's another sign. I believe time's flying. God spent time to probably so get it over with. See, God won't lie. He, he got a date set, said he? Got a date set, so he won't lie. But he can speak time if he wants to. He did it about then. Amen. He did it. He sped it up, buddy. And he's speeding it up toward the, what was it? Apostle Paul said, He that will come will come and will not carry. Or he'll not linger. He'll not, he'll not hold it back. He, the time he got appointed, like he was ready, he's going to come on that appointed day. So I believe he's speeding down, but. My wife said, I've never seen weeks go by so quick. It's like we're spending all of our life taking the trash over the hill. <laughs> and God was <laughs> Every day, man, or two days, you know, we're going over that hill with trash for the truck. Come by and get our trash. Anybody else feel that way? Mm -hmm. You feel like time is flying? I talk to people all over the country that say the same thing. I say, hey, time is flying. Oh, my God, it's flying. If they're not Christians, they say, you know why? It's God, man. Yeah. He wants to get his children out here. He's speeding up time. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Amen. Amen. But uh, we read there in Hebrews 9, 27. I'm just about done. Hebrews 9, verse 27. It says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die. Right. What about that? Amen. Men. It didn't say Christians. It said men. And that's the woman too. Yeah. See, the woman is part of the man. Right. Right. The woman's, and, and the woman answers to man. That is right. That's why she called whoa man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you the truth. Praise God. And you there. We're appointed. And to die, the man, the woman, the children, everybody's got a point of death. Some of them got a little a little earlier. Now I think really, I think our days are the Bible says our days are lengthened because of our obedience. Yeah. Our being obedient. So I believe a lot of young lives that die is their obedience. And God sees it all. He knows from the beginning to the end. He's, we serve a know-it-all God. There ain't nothing God don't know. Nothing has ever occurred to God. Amen. He always knows it. 
He Amen. feels both heaven and earth. He feels the entire atmosphere. I said, and I got a little sand on. I said, God sits yonder in the third heaven on his throne with his legs stretched out, uh, uh, using the earth for a footstool. Amen. He covers the whole one with, with his body. Amen. And what a blessing that is. Praise God. Then in Job 30, verse 23, here's another. For I know that that would bring me to death, to death, Job said, and to the house appointed for all living. For all living. Then number three, my last point of the message. This warning we've read from God's holy word is nothing to joke about. There's nothing absurd. Nothing, you know, I, I preached a message on hell. It is not to joke about. It's not to joke about. Hell's real. Hell is real. The Bible preaches far more on hell than it's on heaven. It does. Sure does. So hell's real. And uh, I heard old Don Fitch preach a message one time on hell is forever. Boy, boy, that thing hits you when you're laughing. Hell is forever. Who was that we heard here recently? I said it was better than Don's. Doug Thompson. Who? Doug Thompson. Yeah, Doug Thompson. He got it. You got a good message on that. We started preaching tent meeting down at uh, down in uh, down around the uh, paradise. Used to be down there. Well, it'd be cold. The show was at down Newport County. He had a tent meeting down there. We were down to hold him up at the meeting. He's a good friend of mine. But he preached a message on the hell down there. Boy, he's everybody. If he didn't touch hearts, I don't know what will. Yeah. Amen. It was a good message. Great message. Yes. Then he got a message on uh, from the hog lot to the home. Uh, on the prodigal. My God, that was the best message of the year, wasn't it, man? Lord, what a message that boy preached. He's a great preacher. Amen. Doug Thompson. Pray for him. In his prayer. Amen. I said, hey, there's nothing to joke about. There's nothing absurd. In Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Right. All these things that I've talked to you about here are already settled. Settled, settled in the mind of God for he ever stretched out the north over the empty place and hung the earth upon nothing. That's what the prophet said he did. What a God we serve today. Amen. If you don't serve him today, you don't live for him today, you can get saved. And, or if you're saved and you're still kind of worldly, you need to get that out. You need to get out of that. And we got an offer here that's, uh, that's been anointed with tears of the saints down through the years. The preachers as well, amen. And you need to come up here and let us pray with you and get, lead you to the Lord. You get saved. Go out here happy you've ever been or ever will be the rest of your life. I promise you that. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, it's all stated. Father, thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you for enabling me and helping me to preach for a little while. God, we pray and ask you, Lord, now, if you would, dear God, to uh, speak to that one, Lord, that uh, you have already got their attention. Speak to them at this time about coming to the altar and whatever they need to uh, get took care of, I, I know they will, God. You work with them, they will. And we'll bless you and praise you for the entire outcome of it. In Jesus' name we pray and ask you. Amen and amen. What number, Mike?